Hello, and God bless you. This is Pastor Jeremy, and what a delight to be with you all on this Thursday, November 19th of 2020. And we are so happy to have you join us. We'd like to welcome all of our listeners, wherever you are tuning in from. It's always a blessing to have you to share this uh, Bible studies together, to be in fellowship as, you know, the times that we are living really... uh, uh, it's so important, these types of fellowships that we have. The fellowship in the Word is, I think, is the most important thing and very helpful in such days like this to be able to come together with people of like faith and, and be able to touch and broach these subjects that are prophetic and, and, and are concerning not just the last days, but what we believe we are entering or have entered the end of time. This is the last frontier. It's just a few more weary days and Jesus is coming again. But meanwhile, there's still some prophecies to be fulfilled. And meanwhile, a preparation, which is what we've been talking about, is required in such an hour. Uh, that, could, that, that requires a mental, uh, we know that's going to be a mental attack and a mental preparation that we need, amen, to be able to know what we're facing in such an hour like this. So we're excited today about our Bible study, and joining us today in our panel is Brother Marty and Brother Fernando, and as always, it is a joy, my brothers, to be able to study the Word of God together. So, Brother Marty, we'll leave it to you uh, to share what God has placed in your heart today as we study the Word of God together. Well, praise the Lord. It's good to be back again as we begin our fourth podcast in the snare, in the series, uh, The Snare, that Jesus mentioned uh, would be a particular event that would come upon the whole world uh, and would accelerate um, the end time. And he talked about it as affecting the whole planet. We've been uh, looking into that. We we have reached this point of the fourth podcast, and, and uh, we're going to look at some things today as we continue to look at the snare. So we're going to approach... Uh, getting into the snare uh, over the next two days, today and tomorrow. There's a lot to cover. There's a lot to look at, but uh, we're we're laying out our prophetic case before you, basing our thoughts, our ideas, our concepts, and our sense of the times we're living in completely and absolutely on the Word of God. These aren't just feelings, impressions, dreams, visions, or I think so. Uh, we're coming to you from the Word, and we pray that it uh, it blesses you. So, uh, I'm going to have Brother Jeremy begin our Bible study today uh, by reading two passages of Scripture. Uh, we're going to begin in Luke chapter 21. And Brother Jeremy, I want you to read verse 29 and 30. And then if you would, uh, drop down to read verse 35 and 36. We encourage you to have your Bibles with you and to uh, to also, as we said yesterday, uh, you know, to share these podcasts with, with your neighbors, your friends curious students of the Bible, or just uh, curious uh, people (laughs) who want to know maybe uh, what times we're living in from a different perspective that they haven't considered. And if you subscribe to the podcast, uh, it it also helps with the algorithms on iTunes and other platforms to, uh, for when people search for Bible prophecy or podcasts that have to do with end time events, uh, our, our, our podcast will come up in their search engine. So, we're just trying to get the word out there. We're not building anything. We're not asking for money, as you know. 
we're just simply trying to uh to enlarge uh uh you know people's access uh to the word of god particularly from a prophetic point of view so with that in mind brother jeremy would you begin our reading today and we pray you'll be blessed today in jesus name yes. brother jeremy would you Amen. Amen. And I just want to remind the, the listeners, as you were saying that, Brother Marty, I've, I've heard testimonies of people just simply saying, hey, you know, when they're asked and, and they, uh, it's a way to share the gospel. And then when they see that the person is hungry, they've given them these podcasts and they've been a blessing to others. So so I, I would encourage you to do that as what, what you were saying, Brother Marty, it's, it's just a way to spread the word and, and it, it'll go farther than what we think. So, yes share these these podcasts with your loved ones those that you feel have a sense of, of of a need of hungry for the word of god and i know they will be blessed verse 29 verse 30 and verse 35 and 36 yes and he spake and he spake to them a parable behold the fig tree in all the trees when they now shoot forth ye see and know of your own selves that summer is now nigh at hand. Verse 35. For as a snare shall it come on all them that dwell on the face of the earth. Watch ye therefore and pray always that ye may be accounted worthy to escape all these things that shall come to pass and to stand before the Son of Man. Amen. For as a snare, it shall come upon all them that dwell on the face of the whole earth. As we've been reviewing, we encourage you to go back and listen to the first three podcasts. We, In Monday and Tuesday's podcast, we, we spoke about this section of Scripture from the perspective of, of what the Lord revealed concerning what we would be required to guard against and subsequently also be instructed what to avoid and how to conduct ourselves as the Lord identified uh, us in verse 32 as the final generation, a generation that would much like the early church, um, uh, you know, be, be experiencing things that, that were profoundly prophetic in nature and would in our case um, conclude with the coming of the Lord. So, so we're looking at it from that perspective. In the first two days, we talked about uh, dealing with the emotions, the mind, the spirit, things to avoid. Um, and then yesterday, we crossed into a, a bigger picture, uh, pulling the lens back and, and exploring uh, the, the command of the Lord to take heed to ourselves and to our spirit and, and the three things that he, he particularly identified as being things that would be hindrances to the church, uh, should they fail individually or collectively as, as the body of Christ in the various locations where it may find itself, uh, that that if they did not take heed of themselves, they would be subjected to a to a uh, a spiritual decline that would ultimately uh, you know result in them having the snare which we're talking about come upon them unaware, putting them in a position of slumber and sleep. So that when the final aspect of the of the final phase of prophetic uh, revelation begins to unfold, uh, that there would be no point of reference as a result of the surfeiting, the drunkenness, and the cares of this life overwhelming the believer precisely at the time that they should be awake, 
uh, circumstance and time has actually put them to sleep. And so they have no point of reference for what, what would come upon all the earth. And Jesus identified it as a specific event. So to gain a proper understanding of the snare, as we've been calling it, we need to understand how the Lord Jesus unfolded uh, the revelation of prophetic events that would occur over the 2,000-year period of human history we've been discussing. So let's take a look at that real quick, quickly uh, as we go on in our study. And I'd like, Brother Jeremy, if you'd read at this point Luke chapter 21, verse 20 through 24, and we'll continue to discuss. Yes. And when ye shall see Jerusalem compass with armies, then know that the desolation thereof is nigh. Then let them which are in Judea flee to the mountains, and let them which are in the midst of it depart out, and let not them that are in the countries enter thereinto. For these be the days of vengeance, that all things which are written may be fulfilled. But woe unto them that are with child, and to them that give suck in those days, for there shall be great distress in the land and wrath upon this people. And they shall fall by the edge of the sword and shall be led away captive into all nations. And Jerusalem shall be trodden down of the Gentiles until the times of the Gentiles be fulfilled. Amen. So what the Lord was revealing there, and when you actually get into heading into what we're talking about, which is the snare that Jesus reveals will come upon all the earth in verse 35 of chapter 21, he is unfolding uh, prior to that. He's beginning to unfold how the prophetic events will lead up until what he concludes with, which is standing before the Son of Man. It's, that's a prophetic reference to the second coming of the Lord. And so when we look at it from the overall perspective in how he taught it, uh, he begins first and foremost uh, by revealing uh, that the coming, that there be a coming judgment upon the nation of Israel and at, at that time. And, and what he was telling the disciples is something very interesting in verse 20, because he gave them identifying uh, keys <laughs> and, 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 and for the believers of that day. And he said, you'll know that, that the actual wrath that we're talking about or that he was talking about here uh, that would come upon Jerusalem and the nation of Israel, but particularly Jerusalem, he says that they would notice in verse 20 that Jerusalem was surrounded by armies. You know, he's speaking of the Roman Empire there. And, and that's exactly what happened uh, from the year roughly 66 A.D. to about 70 A.D., uh, it, it was about a three-and-a-half-year, three-year period uh, where Jerusalem was 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 surrounded by the Roman Empire, coming to, uh, to destroy it, really, because of the rebellion and the insurrection uh, of, of the zealots. And, and what happened was that he was warning his disciples and warning the early church that when you begin to see the armies gathering, because it took about a three-year period before they finally were able to uh, to, to break into the uh, to the city itself. The Jews fought valiantly, but nonetheless they they were destroyed. And 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 it's very interesting here in verse 20 and 21. Just as a side note here, 
he, he told them and warned the early church. He said, when you see Jerusalem, verse 20, compassed about with armies, know something, that the desolation of it is near. Uh, so he was saying, look, here's going to be something. There's going to be a space of time, but the armies will gather. But also know when you begin to see that happen, uh, which happened with, with uh, Titus and the, the Roman general Titus and the armies that came down uh, and surrounded the city. He says, know that, that as they're gathering, you know, this should be an alert to you that Jerusalem is about to be destroyed. And then one interesting note for those, <clears throat> which is something we've been talking about really for the last several months is that is that what Jesus reveals to the early church in verse 21 is practical instruction. You know, he tells them, when you see this happen, get out of town, <laughs> right? <laughs> That's what he said. Right, right. He says, then let them which are in Judea flee to the mountains. Let them that are in the midst of the city get out of the city, depart out of the city, and, do, and let not them that are in the countries uh, enter there into. In other words, if you're out of the city already, don't come back there. And he goes on to talk about the days of vengeance, the days of the wrath of God falling on that generation, precisely because it re uh, the nation rejected its Messiah, rejected the Lord Jesus Christ. Judgment came upon them. But what's interesting in verse 21 is he gave practical instruction to them. And and there's writings in the in the early church fathers that said that this particular prophecy was remembered by the church in Jerusalem, and 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 when they they remembered the Lord's the Lord's words and 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 they indeed left the early church left and it preserved the church of that you know of Judea and Jerusalem because they remembered the prophecies of the Lord and what we've been talking to to the people about to our brothers and sisters out there and amongst each other is just that is that we have been given a unfolding revelation in the word of God that that perfectly describes our times and 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 from the various examples and the historical narratives we gain insight into how to properly respond there's those who think that there's no need to prepare everything's just going to be what it's like but i take issue with that kind of thinking because precisely of what the lord said here you know, he said, look, when you see this happening, you need to do something. <laughs> you know, there's not going to be any kind of a rescue, right, operation here, in other words. But I'm going to give you some practical advice, he said. You need to get out of town because in so doing, you'll preserve your life. Because the wrath that's coming upon this city is so great that it will utterly end in its desolation. And just a few verses before that, he was describing to them how not one stone would be left upon another when it came to the Temple Mount. That, that the whole thing would be burned to the ground. And so he revealed to them, and that's just something to take note of. Because, you know, we've settled in right now. I sense it and have sensed it or perceived it, I should say, humbly so and respectfully so by the Spirit of, of the Lord. That a fatigue has set in in many ways. A slumber has come amongst the people of God. And we're not addressing you that listen to us all the time because we know that you're wide awake <laughs> and we're we're all in this together. But those around you, you know, if you try to share with them certain things, I, you know, I'm, I'm just assuming this because we've heard it from other people that that's the case, that there doesn't seem to be, a, I, hear, I hear this all the time, they don't seem to get it. They don't seem to understand what's actually happening right now. Mm -hmm. See, 
we are living up under the most extraordinary of times in our country. And and and, it, and it's really something that we need to to truly again we hammer the, we hammer this point home. What we are witnessing right now and what we are seeing and, and really what 2020 has been uh has been an event-driven year. But when you peel back the obvious things that we've all experienced, whether it's coronavirus, whether it's the, the, the national shutdown that happened, whether it's, uh, you know, the, the George Floyd incident that gave way to a summer of violence and cities burning, and now up under this presidential election, the, the whole nation has been torn apart. And the forces that are behind this, I mean, if you look at it individually and don't reflect and see that there are events that are being driven by satanic power and that the events are not events that are random incidences, but they are indeed and in fact connected to a larger agenda that's being played out right before our eyes that encompasses, as it pertains to the United States in particular, the fullness of all the institutions of our nation, as if we woke up one day and realized that the entire thing is corrupted and that every facet and every lever of check and balances and those who run it in the grand bureaucracy that is the United States government, even down to the local levels of district courts and and, uh, and and universities and schools, and we can go down the list. There is a a movement that is so far along right now that the nation itself stands on the brink of absolute collapse. And the United States, as you have known it and I have known it, is 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 just a few weeks away if this isn't prevented by the Lord God Almighty. From, from ceasing to be the United States of America. What we are witnessing is quite possibly right now a China-inspired, European Union-driven, Vatican-approved uh, uh, takeover of this country. <laughs> and I said all that because I'm not, I'm not, that's a little bit further down the line, but I mean, I'm just saying that 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 we need to focus and not be so passive in how we handle what it is that is that is happening around us. Because right now, brothers and sisters, the, the most important thing that you have as your responsibility, besides your own personal walk before the Lord, is your care and your concern for your family, yeah. for your loved ones, right? For your children. For those of you who have young children, just look in their eyes and the beauty of the white of their eyes, right? The innocence. Well, they're looking to you. They're looking to you and they're looking to me. And they're looking to their elders. And they have no clue or concept at any remote level, really, most of them, as to what's actually happening because it's fallen to us to take care of them. And, 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 and some of us have more insight than others, but it, it doesn't abrogate our responsibility from from standing in a position of instruction and leading by the Holy Spirit, like Jesus gave here in Luke twenty one twenty, he told his disciples, he told the early church, 
what's interesting about this is that what he was implying about their time was that there was not going to be a reprieve. There wasn't going to be a an angelic rescue or some kind of, uh, you know, Red Sea parting moment, you know. There was going to be no Moses that was going to ride into town and prevent what was coming precisely because it had been written and the nation itself had reached the point where it no longer had the opportunity uh, to to once again have the extended hand of a reprieve given to it by God, precisely because it sinned against the greatest light that had ever been, the light. And they rejected it. And Jesus said, this is absolutely going to happen. And so when he gets to verse 21, he tells them, when you see it. Now, remember, we know from history, it was about a three-year period before it fully completed itself. But he was admonishing them to be prophetically attuned and aware and therefore make the necessary adjustments. If you're out of the town, don't come back in it. If you're uh, <laughs> if if you're in in Judea, you know you get to the mountain, uh, and if you're in the midst of the city, you better come out. You know, in other words, everybody's got something that they need to do to properly respond to what he was warning about. But make no mistake about it, he called it the days of vengeance, and he said it was a prophetic time, and it had reached the moment where it would not be altered. Brother Jeremy, can you read that in verse 22? Because that's what he said. Yes, uh, for, in the, for these for these be the days of vengeance, that all things which are written may be fulfilled. See, there comes times in the fullness of time of the prophetic word where it will happen. And all the outs, you know, all the pathways to, uh, to the lifting of a, of a determined outcome, they cease to exist. Because the the unfolding of history itself has already been predetermined in this sense that it is written in the Word of God, and 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 therefore it will have its fulfillment, and that's what Jesus is revealing here, and why he unfolds the prophetic events that lead to the snare that we're going to be talking about, because he starts from here, and he's trying to have us understand that what was coming was going to unfold over a great length of time. And 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 that at that time uh, of the unfolding throughout thousands of years, we know this because we have the, you know, the benefit of looking back at the history of it and the things that he told us to pay attention to. Did Jerusalem indeed get destroyed? Yes, it did, 70 A.D. But also, again, not to I keep feeling constrained in my spirit to talk about this, because he gave them practical information. He tried to alert them in verse 22, which what Brother Jeremy said, is that we need to understand it from the perspective that the prophecies that had been written in the, in the Word of God concerning the nation of that time, the people of God of that time, and where they found themselves, that, that there was a predetermined vengeance going to be poured out upon them and he later goes on to describe it uh, wrath upon this people 
he talked to them earlier in his ministry and, and said that the blood uh, from Abel to, to Zacharias, whom they slew between the porch and the altar, would come upon that generation as if the culmination of, of years of rebellion and rejection of, of God extending his hand of mercy had given way to such a hardness and a practice religion without relationship and surrender to God, and then ultimately the rejection of God uh, through by rejecting his son would ultimately bring about the prophesied conclusion, which is that the, the Jews would be uh, destroyed and scattered to the four corners of the of the earth. But he 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 again emphasizes this is prophetic, and it it is a must, and is forever settled in heaven. So when the times arrive, he's trying to teach us that in those times, if you want to survive, then you better pay attention. That's why he said, when you see the armies uh, compassing about Jerusalem, know something. That the, that the beginning of the prophetic clock, if you will, already started then. And the impacts of it would, would uh, you know, would, would go in every direction around the planet as the Jews would be scattered. But he reveals to them, and, and you can read this on your own time or study this, as the, as the early church fathers taught us, that those who remembered the words of the Lord, those who were awake, those who understood what he said, when they indeed they began to see the movement uh, toward Jerusalem by the Roman army, that they gathered their families, the church that is, and they left. And as a result, they were preserved. So he begins yeah. there, right? Are you going to say something, Brother Jeremy? Brother, Brother Marty, you know, I was, I was reading something yesterday concerning we're talking about a slumber, right? that has come and, and you're, you keep saying, you know, we need to be awake, right? Which is the opposite of, of, of not being sober or being asleep. Right. And I think it's interesting what Jesus brings out in the parable of the wheat and the tares. You know, when the Bible says that the enemy came, right, and sold the tares, right? But this could not happen. What, what, what the Spirit drew my attention is what happened before. He says, while men slept. The enemy could not did not come. It, it, this had to happen. This distraction. That it wasn't until while men slept, then the enemy came right and planted the tares. Now, while this caught the workers by surprise, who go to the to the one who, who sowed the seed, hey, what happened? Didn't you? It did not catch the one who planted the seed by surprise, because he quickly points out who the the instigator is. It's the enemy. Right. Right. And I think yeah. about it because then I compared to what the, the, the Apostle Paul tells us and exhorts the brethren in the book of Thessalonians when he tells them, brethren, you are not in darkness that that day shall overtake you as a thief. He says you are the children of light and the children right. of the day. We are not of the night nor of darkness. Then he says, therefore, let us not sleep. Let us not sleep as do others. But let us watch what you're talking about and be sober. And then a few yes. verses more down in the book of Thessalonians, it says, For God hath not appointed us to wrath. And I think yes. it's all connected that when you, what you're saying, when you see these things, we know what's about to happen. And that's our cue 
to get ready. Now is not the time to take a little, to be playing church. Now is not the time to be, you know, a little slumber, a little prayer, a little sleep, a little word. No, we need to be awake and we need to be sober. We have to have our spiritual mental capacities on high alert in this hour because things are going to happen. And that's also what the Ten Virgins parable alludes to, right? That they a slumber that came, right? While they all, you know, right before the coming, you know, right before the coming of the bridegroom, a slumber that yeah. came. So I just wanted to bring that out as we're talking. Amen. And and that and, and that's the issue. <laughs> you know, it really is the issue because uh and, and and here we go again being practical, but but that is what we need to do. As we talked to you about several podcasts ago, uh, uh, you know, the Bible t- tells us in, in, in Hebrews chapter 11, I think it's verse 6 or 7, somewhere in there, where it says that Noah was, was warned of God. Um, but before he was warned of God, it says that he was a diligent seeker of God. He practiced yes. relationship. Uh, to mm-hmm. say, you know, the, for lack of a better way to say it, it's a diligent repetition. It's a seeking of God. Up under the circumstances that he found him and his family in, he yet was able to maintain his consecration before the Lord, and he found favor in the eyes of God as a result. That favor translated into inside information that he had entered into the end of time as the first thousand years of recorded biblical history was coming to an end that would culminate with the wrath of God being poured out on the world that then was through the flood. But he was given practical uh, instruction. You know, had Noah received the the word of God that a great flood was coming, and then, you know, God told him, you know, you need to do this, and then he became apathetic about it. It, it wasn't going to, if God wasn't going to wait for the flood, he was going to send it. And, and and he actually limited the time, right? He said, my spirit shall not always strive with man, but, you know, he has 120 years, approximately 120 years left. That's what he was saying in Genesis 6. So it was in that interim time that Noah and his family prepared the ark for the day, the eventuality of the flood. But had he ignored that, had he slumbered, like Brother Jeremy said, had he, had he, uh, let's say he, he just kind of talked about it at the campfires at night, but they never ever did anything. You know, we're required to obey the leading of the spirit. So, you know, I'm not saying you have to go off in, in, you know, in some you know, go buy a house in Wyoming or something, you know, I mean, uh, unless God tells you to do that. But what I am saying is that, is that we have warnings, we have biblical examples of preparation up under the time of prophetic fulfillment. And that if we are wise, what does the Bible say in the book of Proverbs? Uh, The wise man sees the evil coming, right? And he hides himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, that's what I don't know exactly where that is, but you can look it up in the your fool. Yeah, the fool says, uh, "Nah, I'm, I'm paraphrasing." The fool says in the start, "Nah, this will not affect me," and and, and instead of <laughs> hiding himself, he faces it. Right? Mm-hmm. That's what he says. Yeah, and there's an interesting thing that the Lord says in, in Luke 17 concerning Noah, in, in line of what we're talking about. Turn over there, would you? Uh, in Luke 17, um, let's see where he talks about it as the days of Noah. Listen, uh, in verse 27, 17, 27, can you read that 26 and 27 to us, Brother Jeremy? And as it was in the days of Noah, 
so shall it be also in the days of the Son of Man. They did eat, they drank, they married wives, they were given in marriage, unto the day that Noah entered into the ark, and the flood came and destroyed them all. So Noah entered the ark, and they were completely unaware of it until the flood came. <laughs> and, 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 and if there wasn't an ark for him to enter, as, as much as he was a good man, that flood would have taken him away too. God gave him God gave him practical information in order to protect his family. And what we are saying right now, and I feel pressed in my spirit right now. We're, I'm not even close to entering into what we're talking about, but but what Jesus said to them: When you see something, do something. <laughs> it's as simple as I can say it. When you see this, do this. And and I believe that that's what he's telling us right now. Oh, forgive me, brothers and sisters. I don't mean to scare anybody, but let me tell you something. There are a lot of moves being made right now as we record this. A lot of moves all over the world, but particularly in, in this nation. Pay attention to what you see. Look at the moves that are taking place. Look at the, 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 the movement of the pieces on the chessboard and the fight and struggle over what is actually happening. If you think that either way we go, the 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 outcome is gonna be all right, think again. This is this is coming down. There are a lot of very powerful, powerful elite people that are well into their agenda. It is part of the snare that we're talking about. It is the part that would take the slumbering church unaware, not capable of putting the pieces together, not understanding the times that they live in, absolutely unfamiliar with the word of Almighty God, having no prayer life, never seeking God, never hearing the voice of the Spirit. And now, precisely when they need it most of all, they look to their leaders and they hear nothing. They feel they feel out of control. They feel incapable of, of dealing with what they see. Jesus said it would be a time like that when men would, hearts would fail them for fear of what they see coming upon the face of the earth. Uh, perplexity of, of, of the sea and the waves roaring, uh, he, he said, with, with the perplexity, distress of nations. That, that's where we're headed. And, and, and when I say headed, I don't mean you know, a hundred years from now. I'm telling you, we have weeks. And the scenarios do not play out very pretty. And and we have a choice. We can take um, instruction from how the Lord spoke to the early church and pay attention and subsequently begin to position ourselves the best we can I mean, we can do all we can do practically, right? But, but, but bottom line, be led of the Holy Spirit. Again, he, <laughs> he preserves families. And our, our, uh, you know, our responsibility as, as children of the Most High God that have, been, that, that have been hearing from the Lord is to do all we can to take care of our children, take care of our loved ones. The husbands love your wives. Wives love your children. Love your husbands. 
your 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 parents, you know, whatever it may be, your aunties, your uncles, your cousins, the the neighbor you love and been witnessing to for years. I don't care what they say anymore. We cannot at this point be afraid of what people think of what we think, especially as it comes to the word of God. Because the day will come when they will they will ask you, why didn't you tell me? <laughs> you knew and you didn't say anything. All because we we are yet afraid to be that bold witness for Jesus Christ. Well, let me tell you something. Mm-hmm. Everything as we have known it, it's over. I, I don't know how else to say it, my brothers. We don't, right? We don't know how else to say it. What were you going to say? Go ahead, say something. <laughs> no, it's it, 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 it's it's amazing because what it you know I guess the question is to believers and and we assume that the people that have been following us and listening to the podcast uh, through podcast um, you know are are beginning to is beginning to sink into their hearts like you know things are not going to be the same but mm-hmm. maybe there's somebody that's just starting to listen and kind of questioning and going back and forth. Are they too radical? I mean, like, what did you expect? Right. This is the the God of this world is the devil. Right. (laughs) Would you expect anything less from him? Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah, Jesus is coming to reclaim this planet and, and, and it's, and it's soon in the future. But this is what the enemy is all about. Like my, my dad used to say, you know, the enemy's not here to play marbles with you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's here to kill, <laughs> steal, and destroy. And destroy. That's exactly. That's exactly what's happening in our nation right now. We're seeing the the uh, the very character of the enemy being made manifest by men, whether uh, they're aware of it or not. That's what they're manifesting. And that's yeah. that's kind of the, the thing for us to 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 you know to kind of come to to a conclusion about. It's like, you know, are they just are they just playing this little game with us? Are they going to snap out of it and realize like they're human too, and we all live in the same world? No. <laughs> yeah. No. When, when these men are driven by lust and power, you know what you know what these these leaders in high positions you know you know what's their patriotism? Money. It's Money. not this nation. Mm-hmm. They they see the globe as their dwelling place. Incredible. They they don't see this uh, nation as their dwelling place. They see the money connects all over the globe, and that's that's what they're interested in. They they don't care for this nation. They care about money. They care about greed. Lust for power. Yep. This is what the enemy has given them. Isn't wasn't the devil the one who came to Jesus and said, "If you worship me, I'll give you the kingdom of this world." Yes, that's exactly what's happening at high at high levels, and many are falling into this trap. So yes, when you say that things will never be the same, that's exactly right, brother. It won't, and, and we don't say it. You know, it's it, it, it's hard. It's hard for us to say because I want my freedoms. I don't want to be stuck in my house twenty four seven. And the things they're talking about that that are in that are coming down the pipe, where they're going to make a 
a, a national mandate for everyone to wear masks? I mean, yeah, you have you have Biden about to sit with Republicans who 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 are not buying into this whole uh, mask mandate, and he's going to appeal to them. And if they say yes, we're in trouble. Yeah, incredible. And. I mean, since we're on this topic, I mean, let, let's, let's, I mean, just look around. Can you see what's actually happening? I'll give you an example. The president of the United States recently fired uh, the defense uh, over there right. at the Defense Department. He installed a Green Beret, highly decorated officer, who uh, is of special forces the special forces. News reports came out yesterday that they just created by executive order a uh, a seventh branch of the military. And 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 it brings the all the special forces, the Navy SEALs, the Green Berets, the Texas Rangers, all the all them bad dudes, man, uh directly under the command of the president himself. And special forces under the command of the president. Now, you have to ask yourself, if the administration actually believes that it's going to be um, out of business on January the 20th, why these radical moves and why bypass the Joint Chiefs of Staff to, to amass under your command the most elite forces the United States has? They are planning for something here. Because they know something. And they're also exposing the level of absolute insanity that has been interjected into the American election system, which has blatantly and nakedly attempted not to steal a vote, but to steal a nation and to bring it up under the heel of the great quote unquote global reset. And and we are headed in the next few days and weeks to some incredible things that are going to have to hit, right? See, we got, we've got actually mandated, constitutionally mandated events that must happen in order to, to seat the next president of the United States. But this is more than politics because we're looking at it from the lens and the perspective of, of the great snare that would come upon all the world. See, the great play of the devil, according to the scriptures, is enslaving the entire world, removing the children of light, and instituting an atheistic, paganistic, devil-worshipping society. (laughs) That's ultimately what the book of Revelation says, right? You know, all the world will wonder after the beast, right? And they'll worship the dragon. They gave power unto the beast, saying, who is like unto the beast and who is able to make war with him? Moves are being made behind the scenes if you're paying attention. And there's some really good faithful brothers that that pay attention in many news sources. You have to dig for these things because they're not being put out on on the major media across this this, uh, nation or across the world. I have I have access to multiple streams of information, which I've amassed over the last couple of years, and I I monitor these things daily, and 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 listen to various 
platforms of people and you weed through the you know all the crazy stuff and all that but when you get down to to the things that that are obviously true and, and you become adept at understanding and recognizing those things but when you see actual events taking place like we're talking about here the general public is is by and large asleep consider what we are witnessing in this country right now all the major platforms where information is disseminated, whether it's a Facebook, a YouTube, um, you know, Twitter, Instagram, or then cross over into the major mainstream, as they call it, media, or cross over into the mainstream, as they call it, print media. And all you are getting is one message. And if you present any other fact, fact-based information that goes against the concerted narrative, which, by the way, is an, is an incredible thing to think about what's actually happening here. You are having coordinated uh, information, propaganda, if you will, being disseminated 24-7 in a, in, a, in a coordinated effort from what is supposed to be competing media houses. But they're not competing. Right. 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 They're all saying the same thing and they're drumming it into the into the collective, you know, stream of consciousness of the nation. So unless you're paying attention and unless you're digging and being astute, like Jesus told them, when you see this, do this. Well, if you're not even looking. And you just think that life's going to go on as usual and can't wait for the Super Bowl and. You know, whatever Christmas is coming. Let me and, ask you. Something. Then, then, then you're then you're under the snare. Absolutely, you're, you're under caught the, by snare. the snare. Unaware, right? Yeah. Unaware by the snare. I like that. <laughs> Let me ask you something. You know, who right now in this country feels the Christmas spirit, right? I mean, we're headed into Thanksgiving next week. I can't even, I had to ask my wife, is Thanksgiving next week? Yeah, I guess so. It's next week. Wow. But they want to shut it down. And as a matter of fact, they've shut it down in some parts of the, of the nation, right? They've, they've shut it down. They're trying to make it as difficult as possible to, to participate in it. Why? Ask yourself why. Oh, because we don't want people to get sick. Baloney. It's because they're trying to take away the the one unstoppable force which has endured for 2,000 years, and that is a people that will give thanks to Almighty God. That is Jesus Christ, the gospel of Jesus Christ. They want to remove him. He seeks to change times and seasons this is the spirit of antichrist it begins with thanksgiving yesterday like we talked about we saw dr fauci on cnn the other day saying uh to jake tapper the journalist there that he felt it was good if we you know might have to reconsider the uh, christmas this year and just plan for it next year 2021 baloney what a grinch I know we call him Doctor Grinchy, right? So. <laughs> you know, uh, and Brother Marty and Brother Fernando, what about the preachers and all of this? Where are they? Don't you that are, you know, like go ask your preacher why aren't they why aren't they saying these things? 
that you're hearing on these podcasts. I've heard them being interviewed. And what they say is, no, that's not our ministry. It's not a pale and brimstone. Uh, God has called me to preach a message of love. And we just got to love them. I, I know they're wrong, but we just got to love them. And, you know, no one, where are the preachers? They are silent. They're afraid because it's about the money for them too. <laughs> it is you true. Know, and, and, and this is, you know, and that's what you got to ask yourself. You know, where, where are you? Where are you feeding yourself? Why isn't the ministers, your pastors, speaking about these things? Why? Why are they so silent? Have they, have they gone with the way? Are they asleep in this? What do you think? You know, what do you think? It, 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 they're not speaking on it. And you know, Brother Jeremy. Everybody, everybody wants to get on the corrupt politicians. Yeah. Nobody <laughs> got on the corrupt, corrupt preachers. Amen, brother. Right. Amen. That's the problem right there. Everybody yeah. wants to get on. Gavin Newsom for having that dinner uh, last weekend, and, you know, he, and he lied to the public that it was an outdoor dinner. And, and there's pictures of him having dinner. Uh, inside somewhere in some restaurant, okay. With that's expected. He's a politician. <laughs> that's expected. They tell yeah. you something <laughs> and they do the opposite. We expect <laughs> that, right? Yeah. But where were the people when the evidence was out there of these corrupt preachers stealing from the people, getting caught in immoral acts, and they were all quiet because those are the preachers that they were following. Right, and, and, and they're being caught, and they're being exposed in this hour. They are being God is exposing them in this hour. If you read the news, you see what's going on. They're being exposed. Well, I like what you brought up. You know, ask your ask your pastor, or maybe you go to one of those you know miniature mega churches or something. I don't know, man. Whether you know they're doing their services online now, you know, because. Uh, for whatever their motives are, it's not for me to decide. But what are you hearing? I mean, what are you really hearing? And 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 I would take issue with those who would say, you know, we're not into fire and brimstone. Well, neither am I. That's why we're telling you what we're telling you. We're into heaven, man. <laughs> we're in the streets of gold. We're into the coming of the Lord. See, this is the most difficult thing of all, is to wrap our heads, our spirits, our minds, uh, around the fact that we have reached the, the the final generation, and and because people are so spiritually famished and depleted over over years, they have absolutely no point of reference. Ask them to turn in their Bible to a particular scripture, and they have no clue. Not that that makes you any more proficient than somebody else in the sense of you're better than somebody. I'm just saying, how are you going to understand the times that you live in when you don't spend time researching the Word of God? As a Christian, now we're not talking about the world here. We're talking about the Christians, that we need to wake up because the snare has already begun. It hasn't, it hasn't, <laughs> it's not coming. It's here. And, and they're phasing it in. It began with the coronavirus. That's the snare Jesus was talking about. We'll get into that more tomorrow. But the Holy Spirit has taken us in the direction today where we're pleading, we're imploring, 
were talking. It all began with, uh, you know, looking at what Jesus said. We're talking about practical instruction that was given to the Lord, and he, he emphasized that it was a time of vengeance and wrath. And, and in, in many senses, the first church went through uh, what the end-time church is going to go through. And, and, and what's interesting and fascinating, and I think I first heard this concept from Brother Jacob Resch, he said that those who escaped out of Jerusalem at that time were a foreshadow of, of the end-time church that will be rescued by the Lord. Because what goes on in verse 23 is that Jesus identified it as, as a people of wrath. But remember, he warned those that what they would see would give them the, the, the information they needed so that they could escape the wrath. And this is a type of what the Bible predicts will happen. The second coming of the Lord is to rescue his people and to pour out the final wrath of God upon this planet. And And so... So we have to be prepared, and we have to allow the Spirit of God day after day after day to, to, uh, to, to filter within us a most incredible depth of understanding that the Bible is true, man. I mean, it's as, as plain as you can put it. I mean, what did we think? that history would go on for another 10,000 years. So much has happened this year, and we've talked about this before, but leading up to this year, 2017, 2018, 2019, I mean, go back to the year 2000, really, you know, 9-11, go down all that, you know, in the last 20-something years, and look at the moral and social and cultural decline of the nation, the Judeo-Christian nation of the United States of America. By the time we were closing out 2019, like we've said before, because it's the most outrageous thing to me, one of them, is that we were we were sending drag queens into our libraries to teach our little children to so infect and wound their little innocent minds with devils. Well, let's just reflect on the fact that when we crossed over into 2020 and they began to shut things down and they came across with this agenda that said only essential things could remain open. Churches had to be closed. Synagogues had to be closed. But abortion clinics were deemed essential. This is satanic, man. And so... I mean, we could add a whole bunch of other things that, you know, put it up there on our board and look at it and say, look at the big picture. And then we cross into this election season, and <laughs> they just had a massive news conference in Washington, D.C., where they laid out a case that said, and I don't know if any of you know this, or because most of the news has been shut off, but they laid out the case, the great attorney, uh, federal prosecutor for 10 years, Sidney Powell, she talked about and this is not some conspiracy theorist here. This is somebody who is highly reputable. And she said uh, that what they discovered just in the last two weeks is that the election results, I don't know how many of you know this, but that the actual real-time counting of the electoral votes, not the electoral, but the election votes that were occurring in all the major uh, uh, you know, swing states, as they call them, especially Michigan, 
was leaving the United States and being counted in socialist Spain and in Frankfurt, Germany. Why are our votes being counted in Spain and Germany? And when they began to dig deeper, they began to find out that the company that 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 <laughs> that was being allowed to count the votes, particularly for the state of Michigan, is a company that was owned and started by Hugo Chavez and two Venezuelan businessmen financed by the Chinese government. And there's that dragon appearing. And that these <laughs> these votes have been counted by the hundreds of thousands. And that's why many of us on the West Coast, when we went to bed watching the election, the the president, and I'm not preaching politics, I'm just showing you what's going on here. Uh, the president was up in all those swing states by hundreds of thousands of votes. And the mathematical possibility of him losing at that point was astronomical. But when we went to bed between the hours of of four o'clock and six o'clock in the morning, everything shifted. And suddenly, a man who never leaves his basement, who couldn't draw a crowd of more than 12 people, suddenly received more votes than any president in the history of the nation, including Barack Obama. something happened. Now, we can sit here and argue the merits of the election itself, but what we're telling you is that the United States is the only and best hope for freedom and light left on the planet, and that a concerted effort is right now being made to destroy it. And we better wake up. When you see Jerusalem compassed about with armies, you better do something. That's what he told them of their day. And he's telling us that now. Because it ain't going to end well, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters. It ain't going to end well. When they have come this far, you don't load your gun and don't shoot it. You know what I'm saying? They, mm-hmm. <laughs> they have That's come right. this right? They've come this far. You think they're going to... Oh, sorry, we'll pick up the ball and go home. We'll try it again 40 years from now. No. Pay attention. And so this is what we're saying. And this is, where, this is where we'll close because otherwise we'll go on for another three hours. But look, <laughs> we'll pick it up from here tomorrow. We'll, we'll go into the, to, to the big snare, I promise you. We've been promising that all week. Well, we've been talking about it all week. But we're going to talk about it from the perspective of of what Jesus then goes on to tell them. And then he gives us an incredible clue in verse 29. He says, behold the fig tree and all the trees. We're going to talk about that tomorrow. And we will uh, either finish completely the snare tomorrow or it'll spill over into Monday. But one way or another, we're getting into it tomorrow, Lord willing. Let me tell you something. These are radically crazy intense volatile times we keep we keep being constrained in our hearts to repeat it over and over and over again many of you don't know us you've never met us but if you ever did you would know that we are probably the most laid back people you'd ever want to meet we're just we we love our kids we love our families we're just we're just regular folk man 
but we're being regular dudes. Regular dudes, man. Yeah. So we're just being. We're we're really we're we're kind of like the people in the fog, right? Who know that the bridge is out. That's what it feels like. And we're really doing all our all we can to like tell the people the bridge is out. The bridge is out. Well, we have reached this point. And 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 look, I'm willing to go out on a limb here based on everything which I can. I mean, I would take hours to just lay it out, but based on everything that I know, everything I've ever seen, everything I've ever experienced in my 60 years on this earth, and and all that I've ever studied, this is not business as usual. This is not something that is going to go away. This is it. This is the time. And I pray to God I'm wrong. Because the implications of that statement I just made, in light of biblical prophecy, which then begins to reveal to us what's going to happen, it is not a world that I want to live in or have my children live in. And it is why we need to uh, hearken to the examples that the scriptures have given us. Every one of us is going to come up under the inevitability of it. And so we need to determine whether we're going to uh, have it happen to us or us happen to it. Noah happened to his times. Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah happened to their times. Daniel happened to his time. The apostles, the early church, they happened to their time because they were wise. The wise virgins, right? They happened to their times in the midnight hour. We encourage you. This is not a time to be afraid, but to be like Brother Jeremy read that scripture. Be sober, be aware, be circumspect, be wide awake. And draw close to God. We need each other. We talked about it yesterday or the day before yesterday when Jesus said, take heed to yourselves and to your hearts lest you be overcharged, right? He said it's a personal responsibility, but it's also a collective responsibility. When you get your, your ducks in a row, so to speak, in the word and, and your development and, and, and all that pressing into God, he'll quicken you. But then he says you have a responsibility to those around you. I don't care what they think. Because when it when it really begins to come out in full force, they're going to remember who told them, and they'll come to you, and you'll have the answers. While it's the most turbulent of times, it's also the greatest of times. Because it is the most evangelistic time we've ever had. People are scared out there. People are confused out there. People are seeking answers out there. And it could very well be that you have been strategically placed not only in your families, but in your communities, in your neighborhoods, amongst your friends, your families, and those that you love, because you know. And do not be afraid. Do not be ashamed. God will be with you. You know, it makes me think of what what God told, what the Lord told the Apostle Paul. Turn over there, Brother Jeremy, and we'll close with this, and we'll pick it up again tomorrow. In in, in Acts chapter 18... <laughs> I didn't even tell you where to turn. Huh? <laughs> Acts chapter 18. Yes. This just reminded me of the uh, verse 9 and 10. Could you read that to us? Then spake the Lord to Paul in the night by vision. Be not afraid, but speak and hold not thy peace. For I am with thee, and no man shall set on thee to hurt thee. For I have much people in this city. Hallelujah. 
he told the Apostle Paul, do not be afraid. Don't hold your peace. I'm with you. No one will be able to stand against you. Our safety is in us happening to our times <laughs> as, as children of light, in wisdom guided by the Spirit, of course, of course, but primarily for our families and then those that the Lord directs you to, do not be afraid, but tell them. Tell them, because the Lord said the greatest, I believe this, and I believe the word bears it out, that the greatest harvest of souls we have ever seen is right now. And no preacher is going to get the glory for it. No institution is going to, this is a work of the Holy Ghost. This is the work yes. of the Spirit. Yes. yes. He said, I have much people in this city. Let him use you today. Let us all encourage one another. Remember what the Apostle Paul said in the book of Hebrews? He said, forsake ye not the assembling of yourselves together. Well, that's what we do right now. Every morning, my brothers and I get together. We, we do this podcast, and then we put it out so that hopefully you're encouraged and studying alongside with us. We're all getting together, especially, he said, as you see the day approaching. Let us be wise as serpents, Jesus said, right? And yet harmless as doves. Do not be afraid, he said, but speak. Do not hold your peace. I'm with you, and no man shall set on thee to hurt thee. Our safety is in obeying his command. Our safety is in obeying the leading of his spirit. Our safety is in his word. I bless you. We'll see you tomorrow. Brother Jeremy, Brother Fernando, anything else? Amen. I was going to say something, but I think it's it's rightly appropriate to finish with that encouragement that you have left us with, Brother Marty, with the Word of God. And uh, let us take heed. These are very urgent times. Take heed. We pray that this study has blessed you. And we pray that this has reminded you and encouraged you to continue forward and escape with your families. We love you with all our hearts. We pray for each and every one of you. We pray you join us tomorrow as we continue to search the scriptures of what God is saying today. May God bless you. May God keep you. And keep looking up.